102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff and Ed Show. Thanks very much, big voice. Welcome back. Glad you're with us on 102.7 ESPN, your home for the Super Bowl number 58. Uh, It's a week from Sunday, Kansas City versus the San Francisco 49ers kickoff at 5.30. The pregame show will probably start tomorrow. It'll be so long. You think this is the, the least wanted Super Bowl of all time? What? The least wanted Super Bowl of all time? Yeah, Are you crazy. on crack cocaine? Everybody wanted, and especially this person right here, I wanted to see a Ravens-Lions Super Bowl. Well, I think that would have been way better it admitted than good these game. two teams no. who claim to be underdogs. You're wrong, Brandon. You're wrong. Especially this is, in the playoffs. This is gonna. This is a they great really Super Bowl. tried to soak in the fact that they were counted out because nobody wanted to see them win, which is true. This is in a sense, but that are you talking Kansas City? That now? doesn't make you an underdog. No, I'm talking about. San Francisco, especially. Well, Their entire fan base was like, they counted us out. They think we have a crappy quarterback. They never thought we could make it here. I'm like, shut up. That's you've been you've been the number one seed pretty much all year. You have been. It's been you. Minus a you, three-game losing You are streak. Philadelphia or Baltimore. Like, shut up. Yeah. I made this comment yesterday. I want your feelings that I got. And my, nobody wants the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Well, I'm just see, saying. Don't get off the don't I'm, get, <laughs> I'm just made, saying. I made a comment yesterday and I got big <laughs> dis- disagreement from son Ben Clements. Got big disagreement. Ben. Oh, well, tell him hello. I will tell you, Ben, you can hear Ben with us Saturdays on KLBJ for Sports Saturday 5 to 7. But I made the comment yesterday on the show. I said, I said, Ben, I said on the radio with Jeff that the Kansas City Chiefs are now America's team, not Dallas. And he says, are you crazy? People hate the Chiefs. Don't you read Twitter? I say, apparently I'm not reading the same tweets you're reading. But he said that there's such hate for the Chiefs on Twitter, now known as X. Is that true? I don't know about hate. I think annoying is, is a good it's word for it. because of Taylor Swift. Because yeah. of Taylor Swift? And then they didn't have, you know, a, a typical Kansas City Chiefs season. No, right. So I, that a lot of people are like, well, maybe they're not. Maybe they won't win a Super Bowl this year. Well, and, well, you know, they defied odds. Big heavy quotes there to make it to the Super Bowl. When, when they lost to, I guess it was Christmas Day when they lost to the yeah. Las Vegas Raiders. Like, gee, you that know, was interesting. That, that was weird. Team. That was really weird. So I think they've surpassed all expectations. Whereas San Francisco, quite frankly. Has not because we've been talking about San Francisco for a long, long time. All I'm sa- that all I was saying was that I think that a Lions Ravens Super Bowl would have been way better. That's all. Uh, let's go to the world of the Twitter sphere. Jeff loves it. This says what's, Ed, your, what's your at? Uh, my at is at Ed Clements five nine zero, and then it's at Jeff Ward Show. I think that's what it is. At Jeff Ward Show. Ed, you don't think Jeff has called in sex? On any of those trips he takes to Las Vegas, <laughs> and this he'll is, never admit it. This is at Ed Clements five ninety talking about Dan Campbell. He went for it from like the eleventh after the penalty, not just from the seven. They're talking about the Dallas game with Detroit. Mm-hmm. Coaches with emotion, decisions with emotions. And here's now this is a picture of Paige Sporanic. Who sent that to me? Thank you. <laughs> uh, here's nobody wants the Belichick blank in their punch bowl. Starts with a T. What? Yeah. Can't say that word on radio, can you? Starts with a T. Where is it? That right there. That Nobody wants a Belichick. Oh, you can say that. You say it. Turd? 
That's, that's Brandon. Poop? In Sorry. the punch bowl. Okay, Am I going to get in you. trouble for that? Uh, you may get suspended. <laughs> you may be in secret double-ass probation <laughs> from the radio station. Uh, okay. Uh, where were we? Poop. We were talking about poop. Okay. We were talking I, about... I am the king of derailing we're, shows. We're talking about... Uh, the game. We were talking about which quarterback that didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year might make it next year. I'm not talking quarterbacks. Things. I'm talking teams. Oh, teams. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, that's essentially the same. 12, They're ruining everything. The quarterback is the team. Anyway. Yeah. The 12 losing teams. Who has the best chance of making it to the Super Bowl next year? The one, the one team. Well, let's just say one or two teams mm-hmm. that have the best chance of the losing teams in the playoffs of getting back, getting to a Super Bowl. Who wants to start first? I'll start first. Go ahead. I think Baltimore has a great shot. Baltimore is going to have... They're going to have... Uh, what word would I need to bring up? They've, they've got something to prove. Because I think you look at that Baltimore Ravens and you look at Zay Flowers. If he doesn't go junior high on his teammates and at that stadium, they should be playing... In the Super Bowl, because they flowers by that childish, amateur, taunting over the guy's face, flipping the ball, you know, all that stuff. And then on the idiotic high school Harry leaning the ball over at the goal line, you just hold the ball and you're gonna you're you're gonna you're in that game. I think the Ravens have something to prove. I think what they did, I compare the Ravens performance against Kansas City to what happened to the Cowboys because that was a mixture of uh, Lamar Jackson wasn't very good on Sunday. Plus, what in the hell are they thinking offensively? Their first run of the day, remember what it was? A 15-yard gain. It sort of was like Texas versus Washington. Mm -hmm. Texas was running like Grant through Dixie and they stopped running the ball and Steve kept on passing. And also, the Ravens have the best run run offense in the league against the worst run defense, and they stopped running the ball. So I think the Ravens have a wonderful shot at getting to the Super Bowl. Brandon, go ahead. I was going to say that too. Uh, however, I'm looking at their list of free agents this okay. year, and Let's, I don't know if you can see that, but it's like three pages long. What are you, a Superman? They I can't. Pr- what are you, I can't read that. But, I mean, just look at how many players there are. They, Give they me some almost, names. Almost their entire running back room is going to be a free agent. Uh, you got. Nelson Aguilar, Laquan Treadwell, Odell Beckham. Uh, Odell, uh, goodbye. Da, 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 da. I like Odell, but bye-bye. Jadavian Clowney, Malik Harrison, Goodbye, Jadavian Clowney. Carl Van Vanoy's good. Don't, yeah. You don't want to lose that dude. Uh, Even Kevin Zeidler, John Simpson, Sam Mustafer, like three really good offensive linemen. They they it's, they got to keep off they gotta, linemen. They're going to have to spend a lot of money this year, but yeah, if they can reload, I really think they have the best bet to make the Super Bowl uh, as well. They, I, I everything think, you said yeah. and the fact that as, if they can keep their core together, yeah. I mean, you only need a few, a couple more pieces you know, to, well, to get over the hump. Kyle Vinoy is a, a key on defense. Needless to say, Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, Justin Tucker, and at least one of the running backs, they've got the, the core back. Uh, Garrett, would you chime in? What do you think? Of the losing teams, who's got the best shot at getting to the Super Bowl in 2025? I like a couple teams here. I like the Lions and the Browns because of the offensive running game in mm-hmm. Montgomery and Gibbs mm-hmm. and and the Browns and Ford and Hunt. I mean, it, I, I'm disappointed. I think, I think with the Browns and Lions, but... Next year looks great. I may give you maybe the Lions because if Jared Goff can continue playing at that level, they're a young team. 
I'm not. This is probably his last season. Next season, free agency or what? After? Uh, no, I well, in talking to my Michigan friend, they are really pining for Hendon uh, Hooker. Was it Hendon Hooker? Mm-hmm. Yep. From Tennessee, yeah, they really, really they really call him the the quarterback of the future oh, on that he, team. He was at Tennessee now. He's yeah, Detroit. he's he's in Detroit. Really, now. yeah, and they really. really the the way he's talking, they want him to eventually take over next season. Wow, huh. but why? So it, I mean, if golf, golf is if, not bad. unless golf, you know, when golf's fault Sunday, I understand that. That's Kinda, true, but no, it wasn't his, his fault. His passes were low in the second half. Yeah, but there were some pretty catchable balls. I'm not saying that it's going to be a career ender for him, but it could be a career ender in, in Detroit hmm. if they, you know, because like like we talked about, Ben Johnson is staying their offensive coordinator because he wants to take another run at a Super Bowl right, with Detroit. Right. So you have you have pretty much that core still in place. They really like, apparently, really like Hendon Hooker. So you give Jared Goff one more uh, year to to yeah to get out there and see if he can do it. And if not, move on to the next guy. Or or I I don't know. Garrett, I like Cleveland because of their defense. Right. I like Nick Chubb a lot. I like their wide receivers. I'm not a Deshaun Watson had done deadly squat since he left the Texas. All he's got was massages to me. He's hurt. I know. I just don't see Cleveland. In that mix, I may be dead wrong. Maybe not, but uh, I don't think Super Bowl is the answer, but I think playoffs for sure. And, and well, we're gym. talking Super Bowl. Okay. Everybody okay. makes okay. the playoffs, G. Learn the rules. Right. Learn the rules of this. I, I want to put the Bills in this as a team, but the Bills have just year after year. They weren't consistent enough this year, year to, to believe that we even we didn't even know if they were going to make the playoffs they with win Josh six Allen. In a row. Yeah, they went yeah. six in a row. Something's not right with the Bills, and I'm not going to put the Cowboys. Something's not right well, with the they Cowboys. they got to hire a new offensive coordinator, don't they? Or do the they Bills, hire one? Uh, I don't know if they've already hired one or not. But the Cowboys, I just, by by standing pat, I don't think the Cowboys, and, you know, they can still make some moves. They can still try to get a running back. I don't think Tony Pollard experiments, you know. Uh, they've got CeeDee Lamb. they got they got Dak, but it doesn't excite me. The defense, the defense has to... It's Joe odd to say, and it's got to improve. The defense has to improve because they laid some mammoth eggs, especially in their final game of the year against the Green Bay Packers. So they've got to improve there. Now, there's a team that not they didn't make the playoffs that I think will be back next year with a vengeance. But wait a minute. We didn't talk about Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And your point? Oh <laughs> I don't know. Do you think Baker, and with all due respect to Baker, Baker had a very good year. He did. He had a very good year. He, he threw did. for 4,000 yards. He did. That's really good. And he's got a great receiver in Mike Evans. It's a good duo. They're, they're probably going to win their division I again. I swear I read somewhere early uh, before the season started this season that this was going to be Mike Evans' last year hmm. in Tampa Bay, and he's ready to move on, which I don't know if I believe that anymore, especially now, but even before the season started. That, I think the way Baker's that, played that this sounds year. like contract talk yeah, to me, contract, agent that, talk. He, he might want to stay because Baker did have a good year, and I think Baker Mayfield has found a home. I think he's I found so. a home in Tampa Bay. It's hard not to root for him. Yeah. He, he's a good kid, and he's he's got his head on his shoulders now, and he's playing well, and he's on a good team that actually wants to wants him there. Just don't do the horns down anymore, okay? No oh, more boo horns. Who? No more. My no more, God. No more you, horns that is, down. That has become national me. talk. I know. It's bothered yeah. me. I'm sorry. It just bothered me when he did it. And it's <laughs> people are really making fun of you all for Oh, that. I know. I know. Making fun left, right. Okay, Buccaneers, <laughs> I don't think they'll make the Super Bowl. They'll be good. Steelers. They will not make the 
the the, the no. Super Bowl. They won't make the playoffs uh, unless they get somebody. If they unless they get Kirk Cousins or somebody like that, unless they make a trade, uh, the Browns. Garrett liked the Browns. Eh, eh, eh. It's possible. Uh, we just don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to bring to the table. The Rams. But if Joe Flacco can do it. I mean, come yeah. on. Rams. Can Matthew Stafford extend his he career really well? They He's played well old. at the end. He has two of all world receivers now. He has two identical receivers and Nakua and Cup. Their defense will be without Raheem Morris, who's the new head coach down at Atlanta. Yeah, but they still got their players. Dolphins. Eh. Tyreek Hill is always going to keep in a game. And they better win a heck of a whole lot of games in September, October, November, because we know what the Dolphins do in December when it gets cold. I don't. They got a new defensive coordinator, Vic Faggio. Uh, can Miami make a Super Bowl, guys? I don't. Uh, uh, well, the uh, problem this year was injuries. Yeah, they had a, a lot of very devastating injuries, especially on defense. Bradley Chubb being one of them, that uh, really kind of derailed, kind of derailed their season at. Towards the end there, and it was all at the wrong time. I lump I lump these two teams so, together. Can a, they, a full, a full healthy roster, Miami Dolphins could definitely make the, make a Super Bowl. These two teams I lump together. One of these teams is going to be next year's Detroit. I'm talking about the Packers or the Texans. Packers got a really good boost in their win over the Cowboys, and the Texans are are close. They're close, but I mean they made the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Watch Cowboys. I don't think they've got a chance. Uh, but Houston is now a destination because people want to play for CJ exactly. Stroud. Ex- so exactly. That's, exactly. That's encouraging for now, them. Now, on this list uh, from CBS Sports, they had the Ravens are the most likely team, number one. They had the Bills, number two. I'm not sure. I agree. And number three, they had a team that I don't think, unless there's some lobotomies going on, the Philadelphia Eagles, because we still don't know what the heck went on with head coach Nick Sirianni? Uh, we don't know. I know they've gone. Well, he kept his job. They've gone 34-17, three straight playoff bids since 2021. But boy, oh boy, did they go south. Well, I don't, we don't even know if A.J. Brown's going to be on the team no, next we don't. year. Because he kind of just bailed on them, yeah. sounded like. We don't know. I just, so that's that's a big question. That is, that's going to take, I don't know what that's going to take. Because Jeff and I were both surprised that Sirianni was able to keep his job. Because rightfully so, because they went they went south so drastically. Siri, Siri's listening to you. Oh, Siri's listening to me. Hi, Siri. Okay. Why? What has that happened? I mean, what does that happen? It happens all the time. Doesn't I don't know. really. It happens no on your watch well, she all the time to me. Too. She talks to me all the time. Siri, would you talk to me? See. Well, that's sweet. When I ask her, she won't talk to me. <laughs> but those are the teams. Uh, the twelve losing playoff team, but did I mention? I didn't mention the team. I think will has a chance to win a Super Bowl next year. They didn't play in the playoffs. The Bengals, okay, a healthy yeah. Joe Burrow, because I think that is such an uber talented team. Their defense is vastly improved. Their offensive line is improved. I love their wide receivers and Joe Burrow. I really like too. Is Siri recording me again? I got it. I like Joe Burrow again. And you look at that division uh, with uh, with the Ravens. With Cleveland, with uh, uh, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, that's a powerhouse division. Yeah, a powerhouse division. Yeah, a healthy Bengals definitely, definitely puts them in the conversation. Yeah, to and I think, I think, I think Joe Burrow is one of those guys whose career it's like Lamar. It's just like almost any NFL quarterback, not named Dan Marino. You're judged by if you have a Super Bowl win. Sure. 
your judge on that is and he's hurt a lot and he's always been kind of yeah. injury prone yeah. so he was there it's close. frustrating he was there when Matthew Stafford got him but I just think Joe Burrow and the Bengals so if I was in Las Vegas today I'd probably make a futures bet on the Bengals mm-hmm. you know, I'm with you yeah, yeah definitely I would do that alright we need to take a break here are our phone numbers 512-834-1027 if you'd like to chime in anything about the Super Bowl or anything about the teams you think may make the Super Bowl next year we'd love to hear from you on 1027 ESPN again we got college basketball this weekend man what a great game Saturday afternoon uh, airtime 515 tip a little later Duke versus North Carolina, one of the marquee games of all of college basketball. Again, when we come back, we're going to talk about college basketball with the Longhorns a bit. A disappointing loss last night at the Moody Center. We'll have more on 1027 ESPN right after this. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements, afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. Listening to the Jeff and Ed Show on 1027 ESPN. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, and by the way, welcome back to the show, 1027 ESPN. I'm Ed Clements. Jeff will be back later this week. Knock on wood. Brandon is here with us, and so is Garrett talking on the radio, talking a lot of NFL stuff. And we're going to talk about the Longhorn basketball team in a little bit. But Jerry Jones is making some news today. Uh, Shocking. Cowboy owner Jerry Jones sounded as if he was undecided about Mike McCarthy's future immediately after the team's loss to the Packers in the wild card round. Cowboys announced three days later that Mr. McCarthy was returning for a fifth season. In his first interview with beat reporters since his decision to keep McCarthy, Jones said he didn't see any need to disrupt the offense to get a better <laughs> result in 2024. Let me repeat that. Jerry Jones says he didn't see a need. I don't see a need to disrupt the offense to get a better result. Uh, that despite Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, and Mike Vrabel among the veteran coaches on the market. Jones, Some of them still out there. Jones said he met with McCarthy for more than three hours following the Cowboys' quick exit from the playoffs, and that was long enough to decide McCarthy deserved another year after three consecutive 12-win regular seasons. I would really like to know what he said to convince well, Jerry Jones not to fire him. Long Unbelievable. A bunch of drinks. My That's goodness. what I think. A lot yeah. of cocktails and probably, yeah. Probably. Uh, this is not a talk yourself into it, Jones said at his senior bowl via Nick Harris of the team website. It obviously gives you a lot of things to consider and think about. Everybody's got options. This is one I'm very comfortable with. I felt good during the year with the job that Mike was doing. The team was responding well. We were all disappointed that we didn't win that Green Bay game. We had visions of a lot better things than that. We all did. But there are things there are things there that we can look forward to. How old is Jerry Jones? 81, I believe. He and okay. Joe Biden are probably same so age. So you got to believe he's, at, at most, he's got about... Eight or nine years left to be on the to be with the team. I'm not saying he's going to die in that yeah. amount of time, but to be around to be the GM and owner of that team. Let me hear a little prediction for you there, Brandon. Probably sooner. No, no, he will be the general manager, the player personnel director until the day he dies. Okay, well, he's, he's, I don't want to speculate that. Bar- I want to speculate yeah. him on the team. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, bar- you have such little time left with this team, and to be to have it be your own still, right? And you're not doing anything to make it better. I think I, you, I just don't understand. I think you're exactly right, and you're right. He's 81 years old. God love the man. I hope he lasts a long time. Yeah. But you would think after three seasons of Mike McCarthy and Mike, you know, 12 wins 
each year. That's that's pretty impressive. A three year one run with, if my math's correct, thirty six wins. Yeah, that's very impressive. But it's not very impressive to get beat by the lowly ass Green Bay Packers in round one of the playoff. And if you've got Bill Belichick. If you've got Jim Harbaugh and a guy that I really like, Mike Vrabel, available, you don't have many years left on this earth, and you need an infusion of something, you go get one of those guys and say, go win me a championship now. Yeah. And I would have every confidence in the world that Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, or Mike Vrabel could install, instill, and motivate this supposed great cowboy roster into a Super Bowl. Yeah. Am I right or am I wrong? I'm thinking any of those coaches you just mentioned could easily get this team to be an 11-12 win team in the regular season. It's how you do it in the postseason. And he hasn't done it right. for three years. Right. You really want to do this one more year? I mean, unless they win the Super Bowl next year, I'm... Be- well, I just yeah. exhausting. I'm confused. He's I'm confused. The- I'm not even a Cowboys fan, and I'm confused. Now, I'm confused too because I, I it, it's it, you you judge your success on trophies in the trophy case. It's mm-hmm. not that Lee the Cowboys got a little bitty trophy, says, especially America's team in NFC East. NFC said little bitty trophy, little bitty trophy. They got that, but that's all they got. And I I just scratch my head on this one because. Yeah. We saw at times Dak Prescott usually against really sorry teams. The Cowboys were really good, and they were really, really good at home. But in my mind is that game against Arizona when Arizona had Josh, the legendary Josh Dobbs as quarterback, Mm. who's now Josh Dobbs. Yeah, he may not play next year. He's unemployed. He's unemployed. So, And you think about that terrible performance by the Cowboys in the Packers. And you look at what happened to the Cowboys that day. At home. At, at home. At home. After the first quarter, that would be the time. And I know that sounds high school, Harry. That's when you gather. That's when Jerry comes down for the box with a nice young scotch in his hand and say, gather up, boys. <laughs> You're pissing me off. <laughs> Go win this game. You know. You want a job next year? And he didn't do it. No. They, they didn't do it. And you look back at what San Francisco did against the Packers when they had no business winning that game, but they had the fortitude to win. Look at look at Kansas City in the playoffs. Look last week at San Francisco, two weeks in a row where San Francisco had no business winning the games. And what did they do? They won the games because of leadership and great play, but leadership. And I just I I don't I don't expect much from I used to call them my Cowboys, but they're not my Cowboys anymore. They're somebody oh, else's. Sad. They're somebody else's Cowboys. What a sad state of affairs that for was, Cowboys that fan. Was I'm Jerry, so sorry. Very, very sorry. That was Joe, uh, Jerry Jones today. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's shift to Texas basketball. Longhorns lost a close one last night, 76-72 to 72, uh, against the Houston Cougars. The Cougars, uh, currently number four team in the nation, they moved to 19 on the year, 6 and 2 in Big 12 play. The Longhorns fall to 14 and 7 on the year, a mere 3 and 5 in league play. Houston was led by a local guy, uh, Jamal Shedd of mm-hmm. Maynard, who was flat out terrific, even though he had a really bad air ball at the end of regulation. Jamal Shedd, who was recruited by Texas. I talked to a friend of the family last night at the game, said, Yeah. Texas wanted him, but Houston wanted him more, and that was impressive to the family in Jamal Shedwin. Uh, they got him at Houston, but 
They win last night, 76-72. Texas had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. First of all, they had a unbelievably tremendous crowd behind them. Oh yeah! Did you go to the game? Did you watch it on TV I, here? I, I watched it on TV, but I think yeah. it was a sellout, right? It was a sellout. And 11,000 plus? It was as loud as I've ever heard the new Moody Center. It was as loud as I've ever heard it. So they had that working for them. They came back from uh, uh, several double-digit deficits. They took a six-point lead late, but they couldn't close the deal. We couldn't rebound at all. No, could not rebound. A lot of putbacks by the Houston Cougars. Let me just say, Houston in the first half looked flat-out awesome. They looked like the number one team in the nation. And then, I don't know what happened at halftime. I think Texas made some defensive adjustments. They went man-to-man in the second half. But they looked awfully average in the second half, except in the overtime when they powered past the Longhorns. And I credit uh, uh, Kevin Sampson, their veteran head coach, for doing that. Mm -hmm. But something is just a miss from the Texas Longhorns. I don't know what it is. Dylan DeSue was very good last night. Uh, Max, Max Abrams was good last night. Uh, Mitchell was not very good last night. I just something is missing, but it gets it gets worse for the Longhorns because Saturday they've got to go uh, to Fort Worth to play the TCU Horny Toads, and TCU's playing well. Unbelievable game for Houston on uh, Saturday. Houston plays at Kansas. Whoosh. Wow. Ooh, that should be a what good a, game. So that that game didn't give you a little bit of hope for the future of the team going uh, going no. toe to toe with the number four team in the country. No, you should win. They, those. they played I'm, pretty well. Maybe I'm a cynical old old coot, but yeah. they they played well. I mean, Houston got to win those games. Houston is the better team. It is what it is. But you played really well. I don't we know. Needed that you're, you're not you're not a, a top ten team right now, but you're no. def, definitely should be a top twenty five team. Well, and you know you, you're just kind of got stuck in a, a three and five record in the Big Twelve. The, also, the Big Twelve is really good. The Big Loaded. Twelve is really really good. You know, and, and there are a lot of concerns about people saying, "What happens at or is Texas still going to make the tournament?" And after I got home last night, I was watching Scott Van Pelt on ESPN late late late, and he had Joe Lundardi from ESPN, the bracket guy. And Joe said last night there'll be nine Big 12 teams in the tournament. Surprised it wouldn't be 12. Nine Big 12 teams. That's crazy. In the That's a lot. It's crazy. It's crazy. So and Texas is one of them? Texas is, is going to be one of those teams because Texas, if Texas would have won last night, I think that would have punched their ticket because they already have wins yeah. over Baylor, a top 15 program, Oklahoma, top 15 program, and that would have been the icing on the cake. Mm. But I still think they're going to make the tournament, but good Lord. There, there are landmines out there aplenty. TCU this weekend in Fort Worth. And by the way, the Big 12 screwed Texas fans on the schedule because Texas does not get TCU at home, nor does Texas get Kansas at home. Hmm. Screw you, Big 12, for what you <laughs> did. You're just mad because Texas is leaving. <laughs> so, But Texas still has to play TCU. They got to play OU again. They got to play Houston again. And Tech. They, they got to play Tech again. And they got to play Iowa State. Well, Oof, twice. Well, you beat... Two of those teams, you're in the tournament, guaranteed. I think I th- so. They have 14 wins. I'm thinking 17 yeah, wins. They need they need to get at least 18, 19 Eight, wins. 18 wins, especially because that conference is so stacked. It's you know everyone's beating up on each other. That it looks worse than it is. It it, it does look worse. You, I yeah. would say at minimum 18, but you should get 20 wins if you want to make the tournament. But I know a lot of times there are 18, the, 19 uh, eight, win teams that have made the tournament. 18. 
when teams will make the tournament, I think. I Texas. think it depends on their strength of schedule at that point. Well, they, well, well look at the Big 12. I'm then. not saying that Texas is not one of those. I'm saying they would definitely be in with 18 wins. Yes, I think they will be too. they got to win four more games someplace. they got to win four more games someplace to have the 18 win, and they'll get in. And, and don't forget the Big 12 tournament as well. The Big 12 tournament, and that scares me because... But you can pad you can pad you, a couple wins there. You, you could. Before you're out. But then again, the team you want to pad against is West Virginia, and West Virginia beat uh, Texas in uh, Morgantown. You want to pad against UCF, and UCF beat well, then you Texas need to stay, in Austin. You need to stay afloat about the middle pack yeah. of the Big 12 so you get kind of a lower-tier team. At least first round. At least something, yeah. Well, yeah, so you get a win or two. And remember, Texas swept the Big 12 tournament last year. So oh, that's, Different team. but that, Oh, it's a vastly different team. It's not out of the question. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not completely different team from last year. Right. It's just different because different right. coach and but I just, you know, jazz. I, I, it was a great, great crowd last night. I know there's a lot of media attention on how great the crowd. And it was a great crowd. I think the Statesman did a piece about, oh, it was electric. You know, got da 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 da, which is fine. That's good. They're building some tradition there, but man, oh man, you got to win those games. You got to win those yeah. games, Rodney. You got to win those games. And I'm a big Rodney Terry fan. I was asked last night by some fans, "Is he in trouble?" Ed, he's not in trouble. Not yet. Not no. Not not yet. If if they don't make the tournament this year, he's in trouble. Hit the binger. Oh, <laughs> if he doesn't, he if they don't make the tournament this year, he's on the hot seat. Yeah. I think they will make the tournament. I think it's just an extraordinary year in the Big 12 with so many great, great. Although teams. I would say a year from now, if they're in the same position, I would, I would bet he, he may not okay. make it the full season. L- let me, let me yeah. give you, a, let me give you a little facts about next year. Ooh. They're going to a new conference. True. They're going to an easier basketball conference. Well, there you Brandon. go. Yeah. Put you in the same position now as you are this year. Next you year, won't sur- next year you won't survive the season. Yeah. Next year they will be playing. Look at the SEC basketball-wise. Well, got, you got any big recruits coming in, too? Oh, yeah, they do. They've got a, a McDonald's All-American, a there shooter, yeah. But look at the SEC basketball. I see three really great programs. Kentucky, mm-hmm. Tennessee, and Alabama. Or the, Auburn. Yeah, what Auburn's about Auburn? paying well. Aggies have been... They still have Tennessee's old coach? What's yes, his name? they do. Rick Barnes. Rick. Ricky. Yeah, great guy. No, not Tennessee. Tennessee uh, has Rick Barnes, yeah. Barnes, okay. Well, yeah, you think no, about Bruce Auburn. Pearl. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Pearl, Pearl and Auburn. Mm-hmm. Bruce Pearl so used to there? be at Tennessee. Yep. Yeah, he's a big-time nice. cheater. He's yeah, Tennessee went to oh, Auburn. Oh, I remember. No, Rick Barnes <laughs> is a great coach, but you got Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn, maybe Alabama. Uh, the Aggies will be hit and miss, but that's about it. You got no blue chips. That's that's where Kentucky. You're, or you got Kentucky. one you got one or two blue chips. You got in, Kentucky. In you got in, whereas and then there's everybody else. Yeah, whereas the Big well, Twelve has Kansas, Houston, Tech, and I will put Tech in that because Tech's playing some great basketball of late, and they played great basketball when you know they came to the brink of a national championship with I Chris Beard. Yeah, and don't well we I forgot to mention Ole Miss in the SEC. Now that don't will be forget fun. about a Chris Beard. What 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 is that? Is he look? coming to Texas this year? Yeah. Next year? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> What will that look oh, like? Man. I think he is. So he should It'll be a packed house. That's what it's going to be. What will that look like if they say head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels, Chris Beard? I mean, he's going to get booed by an entire arena. I don't think so. I don't think so. He Why? wasn't. He wasn't in Texas long enough to to have a legacy like that. He was there a year and a half. He was there a year and a half. You really think that's enough to to really 
spur the loyalty of of the faithful? Uh, I think I don't know who the faithful are mad at. Are they mad at the, the administration for getting rid of Chris Beard? Or are they mad at Chris Beard's girlfriend? Or mad at Chris Beard? Yes, all the above. <laughs> yeah, all the above. Yeah, don't put yourself in that position. A. Yeah. And B, maybe wait a little bit and let the facts come out before you just completely boot them to the curb. See, that's what I hear from more people now. They think about, with all due respect well, yeah, to Rodney, because they should they should have said, "Okay, Chris, we want the facts to come out, but from right now, you're suspended yeah. the rest of the year." And Chris, we're taking a million dollars off your salary. And even he would though, have said, "No problem." Even Fine. if you're exonerated by this, you're going to be spend six months in anger management, and you're going to have community service. It's sort of like serving a prison sentence, yeah. but still be Texas basketball coach. This wasn't. This was his dream job. I guarantee you, he would have done anything and everything they told him to do. Hit the binger. Oh. This was his job for twenty years. Chris Beard was not going anywhere else. Chris Beard worked with Tom Penders as a student. He was not taking another job in this country. Yep. And that's yeah. a sad part yeah. of this whole deal. And it's sad about the incident with Chris and his just a complete his lady friend. It's almost a complete 180 with the program where it could have gone with him compared to it now. Well, and I, no offense to Rodney Terry, no. he's a great guy, he's a great coach, but Chris Beard had that it factor that guys wanted to play for. And Chris Beard had a and team he was really good. that almost won a national championship when Tech almost beat Virginia a few years ago. So, exactly. So that's, you know, but that's, as they say, water under the bridge. It is what it is. He's got to look forward. I'm gotta move on. Rodney Terry the best. He's a great guy. And just, you know, it should have won that game last night at home. It's tough <laughs> to win on the road. In the Big 12. Tough it to is. win on the road to the Big 12. It is. Well, the news broke today again, and I know Jeff hates to talk about golf, so I'm going to talk about golf today. <laughs> Screw that. Uh, <laughs> Terrell Hatton of Britain announced it became formal today that he's joined the Live Tour. Tell us about him because I've never Hatton heard of him. Terrell Hatton is a great player from Great Britain. Great. He's an Englishman, a Ryder Cupper. He had many visits to here in Austin and the Dell Technologies match play. He is a younger, grittier version uh, then uh, Ian Poulter, hard-nosed golfer, lives in America, but played on the PGA Tour. He decided to take the $63 million. He's getting paid $63 million to go to the Live Tour. A Live player wow. that lives in Austin was at the game last night. The man they call Sergio Garcia was there last night. The Live Tour begins play this weekend in Mexico. Uh, nobody at, cares at Mayakoba. People care, <laughs> and people would watch. But I'll say this: it's on uh, what CW. is CW? The CW, which I just realized I got on my YouTube TV. I've got to find the CW. But by the same token, even if I find it, Brandon and Garrett, I don't have that much of a desire to watch it because of the format. I don't like the fifty-four holes. That's not real golf. Mm. Golf tournament, 72 holes. I don't like the shotgun start. That's for the Alzheimer's Association or for the Handing Cup to have shotgun starts at Muni or Barton Creek. You don't have shotgun starts on these big tours. It's weird. (laughs) See, you look at the screen when they have all the scores. I know I'm older. I haven't embraced (laughs) technology. You took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) But you see the screen, and it's just like a bunch of mush to me because you've got... It's confusing. They got the players, you got the score, and you got the hole they're on, but they're not really on that hole because they may be on number fourteen, but that may be the third hole of the day. And then they got the teams, hmm. all these goofball teams that they think that's going to transform golf, which I personally don't think so. 
But then again, I'm older older than 25. Sure. You're also not an average uh, golf enthusiast. I am. You're a super golf guy. Right. The average, go- the average viewer most likely just has it on the background. Right. It's and just it's just kind of on because there's nothing else on on a Sunday morning or a li- early sun- Sunday afternoon. Right. You know, you're waiting for all the other games to go on later on. Like, oh, yeah, golf's on. And maybe it's not PGA. Oh, look, you maybe you see the first golf program. Maybe it's CW's ahead of CBS or mm-hmm. something like that. So you're like, I'll pick that one. Well, not realizing that it's not PGA, but it looks like it, kind of. The thing that will draw golf. me to the live tour, tour is basically this. The players. Dustin, but they have a lot of really good players. They have a plethora of great... Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Sergio, Phil Mickelson, Terrell Hatton, and most importantly now, John Rahm. Yeah, that's a big one. They've got they've got. How John, much are they paying him? So much money. How much money? Do you know what was it? I am not sure. Uh, I guess we'll have to look everything. that up. It, uh, everything. Well, he, well, Terrell Hatton got 63. I think he might have gotten $400 million. That sounds right. $400 million. But the product is going to be better on the live with all due respect. We saw a a, a college kid, three, $300 million? Mm. Well, still, $300 million for it. We saw Over $300 million. We saw a college kid went on the tour last week. Last week, uh, two weeks ago. Last week on tour. Is that because they're getting more of a, a chance now because all the elite guys, yeah. a lot of the elite guys left? Well, yeah, I okay. think yeah, that's great. And, and last week on the PGA Tour, a guy from France won, Baron. So first what, Frenchman to win on the PGA Tour in thirty years. So when does the the merging take place? Then? You tell me. That's the sixty four. <laughs> Do you even know like details on it? No, wow. they've not announced the details on it. Huh. Okay. Sacre bleu. Huh. But yeah, they've got to get back together. And our friend Mark Brooks, who you hear every Saturday on the 15th Club Golf Show on KLBJ, he believes a merger is coming. And he believes when they do merge, it's going to be 75 top players in the world. And they'll play a world event, combining the PGA Tour and the Live Tour, which will be great for golf fans. Not so great for some of the young golfers trying to make their way because you're going to have the 75 it's sort of like college football, Brandon and Garrett. In in the next few years, you're going to have the elite, and then you're going to have the has-beens. With all due respect to the Rices out there and others. Well, that's rude. It's rude. I know. I'm very. I don't want to be rude, but you're going to have that level one, tier one, and tier two. But it's coming. But who knows when it comes? But this week, the Live Tour begins in Mayakoba, which should be interesting to watch if I can find the CW. And you know where they're playing next week, Super Bowl week. You know where they're playing next week, Brandon? Vegas? Vegas. Wow. They're playing in Las Vegas. It's going to be an interesting uh, week. They're going to play at the Las Vegas Country Club where Frank Sinatra, Frank uh, Sinatra, the Rat Pack, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., they all used to hold court. Also, you're going to be in view of that globe. Their little globe the whole exactly. time. It's going to be smiling faces at them. What do they call that? The spear? The, the sphere, yeah, yeah. The sphere, yeah. That's crazy. That's going to be a while. We can, Jeff and I, check the uh, the prices of hotel rooms. $2,000 at the Venetian. The cheapest one we saw was Trump Tower, where they don't have a casino because they won't give President Trump a casino license. $900. Speaking <laughs> of the Super Bowl, you're not going to believe the prices of the tickets. We'll talk about that and much, much more when we return to 1027 ESPN. 
Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. Big voice. Come on down. You're listening to the Jeff and Ed Show on 1027 ESPN. Welcome back to the show. I'm Ed Clements along with Brandon and Garrett. Jeff is off today. Not enough Vicks Vapor Rub. He's not feeling well today. We'll have a report later. He should be back later this week. So happy that Brandon and Garrett are here today. Uh, Super Bowl week from Sunday right here on 1027 ESPN. Uh, If you want a ticket for this game, you've got to be wealthy. Get this. The average ticket to the Super Bowl to get in the front door at the stadium in Las Vegas, $9,000. Eight hundred dollars. Yeah, sounds nine, about right. Nine thousand eight hundred dollars. Sounds cheap for Vegas. Seventy percent more than a ticket last year. The, the, well, that's that is the average price of a ticket. Nine thousand eight hundred. The cheapest ticket is eight thousand one hundred dollars. Eight thousand one hundred dollars. Yeah. Even what if, it must be like to just be like, okay, I'll go to the Super Bowl this year. It's I don't all, care how much all, money it's, it is. It's, it's all corporate driven. That's the thing. Yeah. It, I know. And again, we talked about, and I'm old enough to remember all the Super Bowls. The first Super Bowl, I believe, was 10 or $15 to get in. <laughs> and the NFL, a friend of mine, I didn't name drop two friends, Bud Shrake was a writer for Sports Illustrated. So was Dan Jenkins. The NFL paid them to go to the game. They paid their air, they paid their meals, paid for their drinks to come cover the game because they were afraid it wouldn't be a hit. And I don't know if you guys are too young. It was on two different networks, the first Super Bowl. I was not yeah. alive. I no. know you yeah, were. We I know you were. We, we've been negatives. over that before. <laughs> hey, I got some breaking news out of Houston. What is it, friend? And this is real. Okay, this, this is, real. is real. Okay. Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. Okay. Old Bobby. Has agreed to a new deal with the Houston Texans Good. within the past few days, which includes a significant raise. He impressed multiple NFL clubs through the interview process. I know the Seahawks did an interview with him, but he is staying put with Houston one more year. See, that's great for he'll the be con- a, He'll be a hot name next year for sure. Great for the continuity for C.J. Stroud. Absolutely. Wait for the continuity. Jinx. A story <laughs> out of Kansas City today. Pat Mahomes discussed the Chiefs' relationship with former Longhorn kicker Justin Tucker, the oh. kicker for Baltimore. Oh, right. That was weird. This is Pat Mahomes. He does that little stuff, I think, to try to get under our skin, Mahomes said today. I asked him to move his stuff. You'll remember Justin Tucker set a tee right there where the Kansas City Yeah, Chiefs. he was smirking the whole time, too. It was hilarious. I asked him to move his stuff. He got up and moved it, I think, two inches. <laughs> two inches, but didn't move it out of the way. I was going to let it slide, but Travis got in and moved it for me. Tucker, seamlessly undeterred by the entire episode, hit both kicks. He attempted Sunday an extra point and a 43-yard field goal. Mahomes went on to say, I've got a lot of respect for him as a player. One of the best kickers of all time. Probably the best kicker of all time, Mahomes says. But at the same time, you've got to have respect for each team. And we all share the field. And we try to do that in a respectful way. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. That that before the game, I mean, tempers were flaring. Yeah, on both sides. There there were multiple times when there could have been an all out brawl uh. between both teams, and it showed on the field. Actually, it really did. I, I it really loved it. Did. Travis Kelty got the got the tee and threw it and got his helmet and threw it. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, luckily, there were Ravens assistants right there. Well, to, yeah, you know, yeah, as yeah, if help Tra- out, help Tra- out. Travis Kelty was testing. Tra- I, w- I don't think he'd go after Justin Tucker. I think they were all just in a mode. It's yeah. championship game, baby. Like I don't really, nothing's gonna affect me. And Nothing it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter what you put in front of me. I'm going to kick it out of the way. Damn Just, it. Justin Tucker, always one you of them. You knew he knew. You know he exactly. Knew he, he knew doing. exactly what he was doing. He Every time they threw something away, like he was smiling and laughing and smirking along with it all. They were all dead serious face, but yeah. he knew what he was doing. I love that. I appreciate that's, that. That's, that's just gamesmanship. Yeah. And I, I hope just hope Justin Tucker comes home in the off season. So I mean, he lives in Baltimore most of the time, but oh. his dad's still a noted heart surgeon here, Paul cool. Tucker. So hope I he did not know that. Hope he comes home. Yeah, really good guy. Always love him for what he did in the the last time Texas played Texas A and M uh, in College Station. Mm-hmm. Up and good. Okay, we got to go. Brandon, thanks a million. It's Thank been fun you. today. Garrett, always good to see you, amigo. See you. Uh, don't go away. Uh, more of ESPN coming up uh, for Brandon and Garrett. What'd you say? What's Trey, oh, did I say maybe it's Trey Ellings coming? Our buddy Trey. Trey's up next here on 1027 ESPN. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN.